This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. We're bringing you another episode that is composed in large part of your voices. We could get used to this, actually. We love hearing from you, so maybe we'll do this a little more often. So the theme that cropped up here was also not a surprise. What you told us, for the most part, was, yeah, it's a new year, but it really is just another square on the calendar. And if you want to change, do it right now. Don't wait for a new year to do it. I'd have to agree. That's how I feel as well. But you're also down for a good party, That seems to be the way we live life, eh? Whatever excuse for a party we can find, we'll take it. So here's what all of you had to say about a new year. For New Year's this year, it'll be quieter than normal. Last year was really fun. I organized a minute to win it competition. We had four different families come and stay the night and we did minute to win it with all the kids and it was was a hoot. We had a blast and it's super cheap to do and I bought a dollar store trophy and anyway, it was really fun. Um, This New Year's will look quite a bit different, but we'll get out for maybe a walk and some dinner, some games hopefully, but it'll be quiet. As a kid, my family only really celebrated New Year's because we were close friends with a family that celebrated it really well. The mom of that family was... I'd put money on her being a two and her love language was to feed people. And so to me, New Year's as a kid involved homemade chocolate of every kind and heaping tables full of food and kids running around like crazy. So I have good memories of New Year's as a child. If it hadn't been for that family, my mom and dad probably wouldn't have made a big deal of New Year's Eve at all. And I suspect it had to do with my mom's history with alcoholism she probably had many New Year's that she can't remember, and she would have memories that she'd rather not think about. Uh, and so it would probably be a, a holiday we didn't celebrate at all. But I'm really grateful that in my young mind, it's all light and bright and delicious. And my mom was able to watch us kind of pave over her old idea of what New Year's was with something really healthy and good. Every year for New Year's Eve, we host a game night. We have some friends over. It changes from year to year. Typically, whoever we feel like doesn't have a place to go, family, friends that are in the area, they just, you know, need a place to spend the New Year. We typically invite them. So um, that's kind of how we roll. So I love New Year's. I get so excited about the starting of a new year. I feel great accomplishment finishing a year. There's something so satisfying about finishing out a calendar and starting a fresh new one and moving into it. I like take some time and put in all my dates and I just love that whole process. And I like picking out a new planner and new calendars. It's so exciting. When I think about the celebration of New Year's Eve, I think about probably what the movies show you, which is glittery dresses and champagne and big rooms full of people. But any of you who are settled down with a bunch of kids knows that that's not the way it really goes down. (laughs) For us, New Year's Eve really is about gathering together our closest friends. And we've got three acres in the country and we always light a bonfire. Everybody brings food and pretty much the entire big kitchen island is covered in food. I always have apple cider going, hot apple cider, and we all play games all night. 
We almost always stay up until midnight, even though we all have piles of little kids. Mine are not so little anymore. And we usually do count the new year in if we are paying attention. Uh, someone might hop on the piano and play Old Lang Syne. Some years somebody prays over the new year ahead and gives thanks for the year that passed. And that's that. When I was a kid, my family would, we would um, light candles and then watch the ball drop. And then my dad would pray in the new year. What I like to do, or I've been doing since I was a teenager, I use that day to to talk to God, to get closer to Him. I usually start a, a fast that day and just pray. Pray very intentionally uh, for my family, for my friends, for the people struggling, for uh, the things that I would like to achieve on that year or that I would like to happen. Usually things that are out of my control and that only God can do for me, and that's what I give it to Him. Yeah, I still celebrate it, but just not the resolution thing. One of you wrote and you said, no resolutions. I figure if I need to make changes in my life, why would I wait for a certain date on the calendar? Intention is more important than resolution. I like to make changes as I go along, not specifically tied to the beginning of a new year. That feels controlling to me. One of you wrote, I guess I don't do resolutions. I reflect on what I want out of the next year and how to make it happen. I'm the same old girl just trying to figure out life along the way. I make resolutions whenever I want anything done. I don't wait for January 1st. One of you wrote, Resolutions? No. They leave no room for messing up. I make goals so I can look back over my progress, not my perfection. It took me a long time to learn to be okay with good enough, which is a healthy place for me. I write out goals for the new year. I don't go on diets or do that stuff because if I feel I need to make a change, I change right then. I don't wait for a page on a calendar to be new to make it magically work better for me. So New Year's resolutions. Um, I used to be really ambitious with my New Year's resolutions and I used to get pretty gung-ho about making a plan and uh, getting excited about implementing that plan. But I think as many of us eights do, my energy goes, I guess, into things that give me energy. So my ambition of keeping those New Year's resolutions are great till I no longer get fed by it. And then I ditch them. And I think years of doing that and feeling defeated or feeling like I'm a failure because I'm not following through all the way through with these resolutions has left me, yeah, just feeling frustrated with myself. So I don't do that anymore. When I asked all of you how you felt about New Year's resolutions, I definitely had my own lens on and I was fully expecting most of you to say, no way, resolutions are stupid. Turns out I was three quarters right. As usual, there seemed to be a 70-30 a divide among all of us eights. I do suspect that those of you that love resolutions might be people with three in your tri-type, and you would change the word resolution to goal. Having no three in my tri-type at all, I have never paid any attention to resolutions whatsoever. And even if I had, I am absolutely the worst at making a declaration about a thing that I will stick to and then sticking to it. I, I just don't do it. I take every day as it comes, I take every moment as it comes, and I react to the moment. You know, I am a person of great principle and conviction on things, but 
those go far deeper than making a resolution. They're actually just part of my life. So if I want to build in a new habit, then I take it one step at a time, day by day, and don't beat myself up if I mess up. So resolutions to me feel like a silly, doomed from the start kind of exercise. I'm not even a goal person. I think I feel the same way about goals. My goal is to live fully every day, I guess, <laughs> and to get better at my decision making, but uh, not to adhere strictly to something I've predetermined I will do. That doesn't sound fun. It sounds like a trap. And like I said, it feels like that's doomed to fail. I, I know myself by now, and I'm certainly not going to stick to anything that I have, uh, you know, rigidly laid out as a thing that I'm going to do. And I'll admit that maybe that's a flaw of mine, and that maybe I'd do well to try out having goals and seeing if I can aim for them. But historically, that's only caused stress and frustration. And I kind of like the way I do life. For the most part, it works for me. So I'm not so sure I'm going to change anything anytime soon. I guess I probably do make New Year's resolutions, but I just kind of keep them to myself. <laughs> That's probably what it is. It's more of an internal, personal thing. I think when I was a kid, it was something that I liked to share and talked about. and But now I find it to be very personal. I don't really like to share what I'm wanting to improve on. It's just between me and God, and that's about it, and I like it that way. My name is Sarah, and I do make New Year's goals every year. I don't like resolutions, um, maybe because I'm an eight, but I don't like uh, setting myself up to be locked into something for an entire year that I absolutely have to do. I don't think there's one thing that I absolutely do every single day, except maybe make my bed. And even then, I don't think I do that every day. But the point is that I like goals. I like having something that I need to work toward. And there are some days I work toward it and some days that I don't. And keeping those in bullet point form um, in multiple places in my home works really well to keep me focused on what I want to put my energy toward for the year. As far as a resolution, I never make one. I think I half-heartedly did once or twice, but I don't do them because I don't want to be locked into something. So I don't even want to control myself. And that's what I feel like having a resolution is, is being controlled, but by myself. It's weird. Am I a hopeful person? No, I would definitely consider myself a cynical person. And... I do celebrate New Year's in the sense that it's a new beginning and it's just kind of something that moves us into a new chapter. And I think as the leadership side of eights, we do like that. We like looking forward and looking at the big picture of, of all that's possible. But I do find that my cynicism um, keeps me from creating resolutions or goals per se because I know that I'm not going to complete them just because I said it was going to be a New Year's thing and I'm more likely to see something throughout the year and complete it that way than to do something specifically for New Year's. Uh, in regards to New Year's resolutions, we set a goal that we would like to accomplish that year, like a skill set we want to grow in. It's not necessarily like a black and white goal, but it's uh, a direction they want to take themselves. At the end of the year, they have something to account for their year um, with my kids. I think the whole new year, new you resolution thing, like anything else, as an eight, you kind of avoid failure. So I avoid the whole thing together. <laughs> I think at any given time of the year, if I feel like I need to achieve something or something needs to get done, I just 
do it. I just start it. Nothing needs to be January or Monday for me to start. The only thing I could think of when I saw that you wanted us to do voice notes about our thoughts on New Year's Eve was that I always feel like it's just silly to expect that a new year means everything's going to change. Um, don't know if that's an eight thing or me being cynical thing, but I feel like people behave as though, you know, January 1st means that everything's going to change and it's a fresh start and, and no more problems. And I just, I guess I'm just too practical to, uh, to buy into all of that. We know eights are people of action. Most of us usually have our sights set on a thing that we want to get done. So I asked you what your list of things you wanted to get done in 2021 were. And these are some of the things that you told us. Find genuine personal happiness. Live up to my word of the year. Be better than I was in 2020. Survive. Remember to call people more often to check in. Kick ass. Stop falling into anxiety and depression. To get my life together. Cultivate gratitude and actually enjoy the moment rather than thinking about the next one. Letting go of personal missions or maybe finding a new one. To show intentional love to my husband and family every day. Create meaningful connections with myself and others. Never take a hug for granted spiritual growth, intentional living, and loving. Same as any year, empower others and fight for justice. Selflessness. A lot of you mentioned starting new businesses. Be kinder to myself. To be more aware of the Holy Spirit's leading. Make more space for others in my relationships. I let a word come to me, and then I just sort of meditate on that word through the year. I think last year was stillness. <laughs> uh, I probably didn't do a very good job of it, but it was just in my head all the time thinking stillness. Oh yeah, stillness. I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm good at it. I'm terrible at it still, but as long as it's less than 10 minutes, I seem to be able to do it. I haven't figured out what my word for 2021 is. Uh, when I do, I'll let you know. I just want to focus on being present. And maybe that's my word, present. Just to be not in the future so much as us eights are. I am constantly thinking ahead to the next trip we're going to plan, to the next reno we're going to do. What pandemic world has taught me is that I don't have a lot of control over that right now. And I can't plan the way I normally would. I can plan a hypothetical vacation right now, but the reality of when we're going to take that sits in front of me. And so I don't bother. No, I think this year I just want to be present. I want to be focused on today and not thinking past that. I'm someone that looks ahead with hope on things and also with a determination to do good and be useful and spend myself on, on God and on other people. And so when I look ahead to this year, the things that I really, truly want to spend myself on are, first of all, courage. You remember how I talked about my suspicion that eights might not be as courageous as they think they are because just because we don't feel fear doesn't mean that we're brave or courageous. That just means we're fearless. Being brave and courageous means that we're willing to do something that will cost us everything, cost us the thing we hold most dear. 
courage means for an eight specifically that we're willing to be rejected in the most painful way for doing a thing that we know needs to be done. This year for me is going to be about probably speaking out on some things that will lose me a lot of relationships that I love. Speaking out about my faith more boldly than I ever have before. I want to prove my courage this year. That's what I want. I want to speak boldly about the things I believe. I want to say no to things I believe are wrong, even if it costs me. I want to uncover truth and name it to authority. And I want to stand very firm on the things I believe and not be pushed back even a half step. That to me is courage. I've really recently been setting intentions. And the first time I did that was, well, this year for 2020, I did a word of the year. It was grace. I feel like I carried it through the year pretty well. I really remembered it and tried to come back to it and tried to continue offering myself and other people grace. For me, offering grace to myself and to other people is so crucial because to me, it's a way to work through or rather with my anger. Giving other people grace helps me to not lash out at other people. And giving myself grace helps me to not beat myself up when I fail to meet my extremely high standards for myself. So I've decided that I want to continue with grace and have that be my word for 2021 because it's really important and it helps me work through a lot of the challenges that come with being an eight. So grace, 2020 and grace in 2021. So my thoughts on the new year, I have underwhelming expectations and that's because I I have this idea. I read this somewhere that maybe 2021 will be more challenging than 2020 simply because this year we've spent it in survival mode and there's a good chance that next year um, is going to be recovery mode. With that in mind, I am stepping into this new year with a word that I just kind of, you know, pray over and um, think, what do I want my my year to have a theme of? And this year's theme to me is selflessness. I need to be selfless in the way that I approach others, in the way that I um, serve my family, my business, selfless in the way that I approach my community in a public health crisis, that that is going to be the best way to approach this new year, knowing that we are going to be in full-on recovery mode. Another thing I hope for this year is willful joy. So by that, I mean, I can easily get caught up in kind of um, like grim determination or grit, and I lose my lightness and I lose my sense of brightness and laughter and joy moment to moment. And I don't want to do that. I want to hang on to joy no matter what. And I want to build joy into our home really intentionally uh, because I, I tend to be serious. I tend to be heavy. <laughs> Some of you probably have gathered that already from our podcast, but I am pretty introspective and I like to think about the darker things, the scary things, the deeper things. And I sometimes forget that right alongside all the hard stuff is joy. Always. It's right there for the taking. And so I want our home to be full of silliness and laughter and and joy and light. So I'm going to be quite determined to keep that very much alive and well in our home. 
The other thing that I will focus on this year is my health. I've talked a little bit about me being not well in the fall and I have been diagnosed with Graves' disease. Seems to be an eight thing too. So my goal is to tackle that. I'm definitely a fixer. I'm definitely a person who will look at that situation in front of me and I will solve it. Can I attack this and can I fix it and can I cure it? And how am I going to do that? And how do I balance that with also taking care of me right now? Being sick five years ago, when I was, I went on a crazy lifestyle change and I had to change the way I ate. It put me in a position where I couldn't eat with our friends and I couldn't go out. And it was really hard because I'm really social. Food is a big social piece, right? We get together with people to eat. The daunting part of me going into this fix it is I know that's going to be a very, very large component of putting my body into a better healthy state. I also know that there's a balance of isolation for me that's really dangerous. If I put myself in a place where I feel isolated and alone and stressed, then do I counterbalance the work I'm doing on the other end? And so there's going to be a little bit of that for me this time because last time I was 100% all in and while it worked for the time, I don't think it was a good long-term solution. I haven't started researching much of anything at this point, but really sitting in it and trying to just be okay with where I'm at today and not constantly looking to the future and how I'm going to change or fix or do something different. I also am making up for 39 years of lost time when it comes to politics and history. I have said so many times that I'm apolitical. I have never cared one way or another about policy and about who my local leaders are or what the news headlines say. And I've also not paid too much attention to looking backwards. I think eights are kind of known for that. We don't look back a whole lot, uh, which means I've never been much of a historian typically been so stuck in the present moment and in my immediate life and circumstance that I haven't had a whole lot of room to look around and really notice the bigger picture. I regret that, actually. I regret what I have missed by way of wisdom because I haven't really been watching and I haven't been paying attention and I haven't been learning from the past. And so... You should see my stack of books that I have waiting. I am going to be a history buff in no time. Happy New Year's to all of you. We really hope that you head into 2021 with no less hope and no less joy than ever. That you're determined to keep acting on the world powerfully and creating change and hope and strength in everybody you meet and everywhere you go. That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you inside the armor.